Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. Today on Open Loops, we have a returning guest that I loved having on the first time. It was just such a, it was just non-stop mind-bending and mind-blowing going on. And, and uh, everywhere this guy goes, that just seems to be, that just seems to be the M.O. of Augie Nost. Coming back on, um, for, for those that are new to Augie, he was born on a farm in Norway, came to the U.S. at the age of 25 to become a professional pilot, and uh, he did so, and in a partnership, he owned a flight school, air taxi, and air carrier, and then after retiring from flying, he started to get into the mind a lot deeper. Uh, he taught with the Zox Pro mind development course which is one of the coolest accelerated learning courses we talked a bit about that last time um as well as is a hypnotist uh he's an author of several books i i've got a copy of one of them right here if you can see it i know a little blurry but spiritual science um very cool stuff he's a was a talk show host for six years and a radio talk show co-host on broadcast team alpha uh he's been teaching classes on self-hypnosis meditation psychic abilities astral travel and universal success principles and uh look i mean you've heard him talk about reverse aging before he's on the forefront of that um he talks about universe the science of of the super consciousness and uh as well as um you know presenting scientific evidence that we live in the self-aware mind-created computer simulation i mean are you are you not mind blown already uh today we're gonna talk to him about time travel one of my favorite topics augie thanks so much for coming back on the show well thank you thank you for having me this is gonna be fun yes you are always 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 a uh, a great guest and you know time travel seems to be in right now i, I was saying to you before the show that 
a lot of people are asking you about it. Yeah, I've seen you do a few shows. You've been on the radio. You've been on many different podcasts, other forums talking about it. I mean, uh, did this just come out of the blue? Do people have the bug right now? Do they want to get out of this time period for some reason? I mean, what do you what do you think it is? I don't know. There, there seemed to be an interest, and I think it. It. Uh, I got several, quite a few requests for uh, talk on it after I was on coast to coast and talked about it. Maybe, uh, maybe the word got out or something, so they uh, contact me, and I'm glad you uh, contacted me too because uh, I've never met a microphone I didn't like, you know. So <laughs> I'll be here. Yes, awesome, awesome. Yeah, I mean, where did um. Well, I, I, I guess I'm curious. I know we've spoken a little bit m- about your specific time travel uh, experiences, but um, did you always think about time travel growing up? I mean, where in your uh, journey of studying the mind does time travel fit in, Agi? I, that was not on the forefront for me until probably around 1990, I don't know, three or something like that. Because uh, I, uh, you know, came over from Europe and I flew for a living for uh, 23 years. And during that time, I had very little spare time to do things like this. Yeah. Because I, I was a total workaholic. And uh, for you workaholics out there, quit it. It's going to cost you. And it did. Mm. I, I burned out. So I, I quit because... I found myself sitting in the cockpit with the autopilot flying the airplane, and I was reading a book. That's no good. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I did the right thing. I quit flying. And uh, now <clears throat> I in, I think it was about 1992, 93, something like that. I got introduced to Stephen Gibbs by a friend in Omaha. And uh, he said that he had made a time travel device and he had some incredible experiences with it. And that sounded interesting. So I went and met with him and we had a four-hour dinner. Wow. That was very interesting. He told me a lot of stories. And, of course, you know, when you hear people talking about, if I now walk out on the street and start talking to people about time travel, you know, their eyes will roll back in the head and they walk off on you. Yes. They, they, they just don't get it because they're operating from old science. If I can't see it, if I can't feel it, if I can't smell it or taste it or throw it in the air and shoot holes in it, it doesn't exist. Well, it's not that way anymore because now we have quantum mechanics and there is absolutely explained through repeatable in, uh, experiments that we live in a mind-created universe. Hmm. And in fact, this universe does not even exist until we observe it or interact with it. There was a theoretical physicist back in the 1960s or so, and he said, we cannot imagine a universe even existing unless we observe it. So we have to be engaging in this universe that we created with our mind. Now, one more thing about that is that if we create everything around us with our mind, why don't we create good stuff instead of the garbage that happens? And my brother-in-law keep telling us that I'm stupid for reading books like this. No. 
we can do that and maybe later in the show i can exactly tell you how because i write about that in this book i write very much how how you can do that and also i teach you how to use your mind in ways you normally would think would be impossible but for the time travel part of it there is all kinds of evidence repeatable experiments in fact there is a guy over in germany a scientist his name is helmut schmidt how much more german can you get than that (laughs) yes (laughs) and he did experiments where he proved that you even can go back in time and correct the past now that one is hard to wrap our head around but he did it and we can also create our future right now and place uh, let me back up on that one there is a spiritual language or a quantum language it's not one of words it's one of intention vivid colorful images emotion love and a few other things if you know what you want half the people don't even know that they just live day to day and if you know what you want create mental images of it and then love it feel yourself in it doing it with it and now just create an emotion of being with it or doing it then place that bubble of mental or should i say a conscious creation at a time-coded event in the future now let's forget the calendar it's worthless but a time-coded event like christmas party new year's party birthday party something like that in the future and then go back and forth and visit that creation every day now you are laying down a tractor strings to it and when you go back and forth you solidify that path to the thing in the future so you get drawn up this timeline you have created to it and when the time catches up with that new year's eve party you walk into it and it is yours i've done that several times and i tell you this works this way you are in a way you are actually time traveling and bringing yourself up a timeline to something that you want instead of what the government wants for you or anybody else wants for you because if you don't create it create something for yourself other people will be creating it for you and you may not like it yeah agi i mean this is this is such a fascinating it's interesting when i started researching time travel in a serious way um there were two schools of thought and i'm sure i know you can speak to both there's more of the traditional secret space program we figured out how to wrap a tesla coil and build a machine and and the government's been hiding that there's a very technological approach it seems 
And then there's more of the consciousness approach, which is more of yep. Stephen Gibbs, people talking about people talk about time travel. I mean, I've seen it even in some of the Facebook groups that are out there about time travel. There are two schools. People go, it's either astral or it's technological. And I think we are drawn to the technological. But it seems to me that Stephen Gibbs device and the device you have is a fusion of both of those things in a way. It's it's the technical and the mind. Um, yes. You know, I'm curious, what is your – could you explain that a little bit? Okay. Uh, let me answer all all three of those. Okay, sure. Let me, let me first go with – there. even Michio Kaku says, we know how to create a time machine. Hmm. We just we just don't have the fuel for it, and there are for those of nuts and bolts people out there, go to a news source, very credible news source, except for the politic political part of it. Go to BBC Television, actually BBC dot com forward slash news forward slash July eleven two thousand and eighteen and read the article. They're talking to scientists and they explain very clearly, we know how to make a time machine, but we just can't do it. It, it would not work in our society. Hmm. And think about it though. If everybody knew this is possible and they built themselves a time machine and you start messing with the past, you screw up the whole thing. Yeah. And then we have mental or consciousness time travel that don't need the machine at all, which that time travel device that I have, I'm going to show you later on in the show. So, folks, don't go anywhere. You're going to want to see this. And uh, the mental or consciousness time travel is probably more powerful. Yes. And the only big difference there is you don't necessarily take the physical body with you. You go with consciousness to a predetermined time. You see, you interact, you observe, and you come back with a detailed memory of it. There is somewhat similar as maybe there are other methods out there like, oh, Psychic abilities can tap into some of that. Or there may be, you know, remote viewing can do some of that. But I have never seen really, I know there are people out there doing it. And uh, they're good at it. But the majority of people aren't. In fact, we did some experiments on the mastermind with it. And uh, we had some really close ones. But the majority of them... We're not close. So that is another way to do it. And then there is a combination of the two of them. That is what Stephen Gibbs have created. Though there are some people there that using his machine, I'm calling it machine, this really isn't because there are no moving parts. There's right. just a device. And uh, he, there are people that it's, they are they're making it work and we know that because some of them are missing and they never showed up anywhere afterwards whoa and, yeah <laughs> i don't know about yeah. that that's crazy yeah. what <laughs> but 
to explain what I my experience with that is, I got a hold, I got the machine, uh, the device. I started experimenting with it, and I couldn't get anything done. I I was every day for at least a month, and nothing happened. Until I started manipulating the brainwave pattern. I started lowering the brainwave pattern in a meditative state all the way down to the bottom of the alpha range around seven. Yeah. And then I started seeing things. And I started observing things. And I've seen quite a few things. But only when I was able to lower the brainwave pattern down to about seven there's this magic number 7.4 am i told that that is somewhat of an opening of a gate into the interdimensional arena between physical and higher vibrations it's in between where you can move back and forth and then pop out in the in one of them so that worked for me but I did mention there was somebody missing yeah. uh, in that four-hour dinner that I had with Stephen Gibbs. He told me several stories about people that are, huh, are missing. One of them was a young man going to college, living at home with his parents. And he bought one of the machines. He got it home, took it up to his bedroom, <coughs> started experimenting with it. And... Uh, in the evening, his mom went up there to get him down for dinner, and he wasn't there, so she didn't worry too much. She figured he, you know, had gone out with friends or something. And uh, next morning, he wasn't there, so she didn't worry too much because she uh, figured, aha, yeah, he, he got drunk and stayed overnight, you know. But uh, then again, she figured, she found out that he wasn't at school either. So now she got a little worried about, you know, what may have happened. So another day, they ended up filing a police missing, a missing persons report to the police. Wow. The police came out and they told them the story and, you know, they were trying not to laugh at her. And then they went up to the room and there is the, the black box with the time chip in it, sitting in the middle of the bed. The time coil is next to it and the electromagnet next to that sitting in the middle of the bed plugged in the wall and oh no there's a, an owner's manual for the machine looking like this that was laying next to the device and of course the police didn't leave any they believe didn't believe any of this so they start asking the parents questions, you know, did you kill him? Right, right. They, the parents became a target. And that's what police do. They, they think everybody's a crook. And now their parents, they structure their story. So the police did their investigation and nothing came up. So that young man, several years later, had not shown up anywhere in that time that's uh they were because by the time we had the dinner with um with stephen then uh, there was several years earlier that this happened and he talked to the parents ever so often because he wanted to know if the kid showed up and 
No, he never did. I have a kind of a hypothesis on how this could have happened. Yeah, I'm very curious. Uh, that is that he did something with the mind that interfaced with the, the device. So he was able to physically go somewhere where he left the device behind. He did not have the device to bring him back, and he didn't know how. Oh, man. If he went back, let's say for shits and giggles, that he says, hey, I want to go back to the time when they built the pyramids in Egypt. If he did that, you know, there aren't too many electric sockets in old Egypt. <laughs> so right. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know how to get back. Or he could have had something happen as part of the, uh, he could have ended up in the future, which is unlikely because then sooner or later we may discover that. But I, I guess anything is up for grabs of what may have happened to him. Yeah. Why do you think it worked for him? I mean, you said there was some kind of interference. Are you, I'm trying to read between the lines. Do we think he maybe was on drugs and that opened him up to something? Like, why was he at this? What level of consciousness could he have been at? I never thought of that. Drugs. That could have helped the situation. Because people that have done some of those things, they've seen some amazing things. Interdimensional things. Hmm. Yeah, I, I never tried that, but I know there are people that I've talked to who say, yeah, they could see other worlds, they see other beings, they see phenomenal lights, and they see all kinds of things. They are sh yeah. Yeah, Ash very, very interesting. Before yeah. we get into how it works a little more, I, I want to go back to the four-hour dinner with this guy, because I just imagine if you're, you're going, eh, I don't really know what this guy's claiming and then by the end of the four hours you're like okay i want to try this was i mean did you i know there's a backstory i i believe there were extraterrestrials involved that dropped off the device to steal like did he get into that at all and you can correct the story but i i believe that's how he got to the device from et's yeah he uh, he was never really clear on that Interesting. Though he indicated that he had some help, but he was also a very religious man, kind hmm. of borderline Christian fanatic. Oh, wow. So when it came to the alien part of it, I don't think he was actually open to that. He was open to angelic mm. beings, which, which may have been the aliens. Right. So he did have some help in perfecting the time chip. He had that done. That was, oh, that was back in the 70s. He had done that. Wow. And that was, as far as I know, was never changed. It was just kept because he had the circuitry and everything. He had some help put that together because he did say that. Yeah. You know, Augie, I remember uh, we talked about this before the show, too, that you, you gave me Stephen's name. I asked you briefly about time travel the first time you were on Open Loops. You gave me Stephen's name. You even gave me his contact info because on the internet, his phone number was just out there and available to people for years. 
and I really wanted to get him on. And I, I believe he passed about a year or so ago. Um, yeah. but I, I've been, I, I don't know if you've ever talked to anybody else that knew him well, but I've been thinking forever that it would be cool to do a panel of people that were close to him that knew this. I mean, I, I truly feel you are one of the few people publicly speaking about this device that, um, you know, actually spent time with the guy. Have you met anybody else, or is it really just you out there that has been promoting this man's work? Actually, about three weeks ago, I got a, I got introduced to a lady in California that bought the device. Oh, wow. And, uh, but she... Uh, never got anything done with it because she was kind of probably more looking at it as a novelty piece and practice a little bit but gave up yeah but i could probably help you put a panel like that together because i think uh, there is uh, there's other people that had and i know just a person to talk to about because uh, patricia ress in omaha has written over a hundred books Yes. About 10 or 11 of them on time travel. And she's talked to people that has done it. We That could be an interesting panel. I would love it. We can talk about that after the show. I, I think, I, I just think this guy who somehow figured out this machine deserves a kind of proper tribute. I, I don't know. Um, you know, especially with all these experiences. But yeah. um, to go back to the four-hour conversation now... You've explained to me your understanding of the mind and and the way it intersects with quantum physics and whatnot. Um, when you were at that dinner, I mean, do you think that Stephen was explaining that's how it worked to you? Or is that something you had to put together? What was his initial understanding of the machine and the way it intersected with the mind? Um, and then I'm curious how that evolved. Um. Uh... He had religion in the middle of everything he said. Got and it. he said, you, you got to be careful, he said, what you think about when you put the, the device on. I'll show you here in a bit. There's a time coil you put around your head. And you got to watch your thoughts, he says, because if you start thinking about negative things and uh, really bad stuff, he says, you could get, he called it, pulled into a hell region where you could see some really nasty stuff and be right in the middle of it. Oh, wow. Because there are, he said that there were people that have had that happen, and then they uh, they just broke off the whole thing and came back. Wow. How often is it actual <clears throat> physical locations and time versus kind of these, I don't know, it almost sounds like a metaphysical manifestation of what hell might be in someone's consciousness that they're going to for a little bit and then coming back. Well, it's kind of obvious, actually, because in a mind-created universe, hell is also mind-created. <laughs> That's true. That's a good point. You're created, and hell, their hell is within this universe since we created here. So you think yourself to hell... And you can think yourself out of there by saying, I want to go home. Hmm. I'm, I'm going home. Yeah. And you just break it off and because you are in charge. Your mind is in charge in your mind-created universe. Same thing later on, in, let's say 275 years from now when you drop the body and die physically. If someone were to find themselves in a place that looked like hell, 
you can also think yourself out of there. Two ways, says, I want to go home. Or you, there is, for religious people, ask for forgiveness. And these are people that have had near-death experiences and they've done this and they have come out of there and that ask for forgiveness for what brought them there or ask for in in their mind Jesus to come and help them. Hmm. So there are other things that these are real concepts that people that have had near-death experiences have experienced this particular thing. 99 some percent of them have wonderful experiences, but there is this small smidget of percentage of people that had negative experiences in near-death experiences. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a good point. You do often hear it is definitely biased towards the positive ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. yeah, proof of heaven and all those books out there that are very popular. Um, I, I I'd be curious about the hellish ones. That would be interesting. I, I don't know. Ooh, that would be that would be fascinating. Hey. Don't be too curious. You don't want to go there. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's low vibration. That's that's low vibration. Um, okay, yeah. so you you you're you're playing with this device. You're getting your brain into alpha, the low end, and then what happens? Well, you have to when you start it out. You got to decide before you even go and do it decide what you're going to do and where you're going to go, what you want to see, map out your plan, kind of like going on vacation. You know what you're going to do. You just don't know all the details. Yeah. So, so now let's say that you wanted to go two years down the road and see what's going on. Put yourself in a position where uh, in a place where you could observe a lot of the things that is going on, not just locally, but maybe you have access to other things. And then put the device on, lower the brainwave pattern into the bottom of the alpha range. And this will be better actually explained while I demonstrate the machine. But... You put the magnet against your solar plexus and go into a meditative state. Hmm. And then just wait. And whatever happens will most likely be what you have predetermined as a destination. And I haven't always done that. One time I found myself walking down the street and uh, that was in the early days. Uh, and uh, I was, all the people came this way, I was going that way. And when I walked down the street, I made eye contact with people and they moved out of my way so I could, it was obvious that they could see me. And then I walked up to a, uh, a newspaper stand and I could look at the newspaper and I could see the date was six months in the future. And there are other things that I've seen about, uh, especially lately, some of the earlier ones. I, do, I don't give it much power because not all of it was very good at all. Especially uh, 
there is one timeline that came out of 2016 where Hillary Clinton won the presidency and within a year and a half they had gone through World War III with atomic an atomic World War III. You jumped there? You saw that? Yeah, and I, I, I'm sure glad I'm not in that timeline because that created a, a little mess. And <laughs> oh my I, gosh. I, I then what is this timeline? <laughs> this is, it feels like World War III right now. Um, yeah, it is, but it's not a shooting one yet. Oh, yet. Oh, gosh. Okay. Take me six no. months. Do I want to look six months into the future with this device? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, is it, it good? I, um, okay. I had enough vision, um, a look at the future to know I am not worried about the future at all. It's going to be good in the end. There will be, from what I saw, there will be a time, maybe a month, maybe a couple of months, when nothing works. It's going to be a little hard. But after that, things will come together because Congress as we know it will go away. Oh, yes. There will be a new management resource management system that is put together on the basis of the constitutional principles except for the corrupt band of thieves in Washington will be gone. That sounds great. <laughs> because I'm there people that. will get people will get to the point where they realize what they have done and mm. it'll be an open season on them and they will go away. Wow. Uh, that is, it's a little vague, but it's also not. It's, it's not, it's, it's pretty, I mean, what do we have to, is there anything we have to do to keep creating this reality? I know our minds are kind of responsible for it, right? Um, it is not just us anymore. Every human being on earth want better things. Mm. And we, yes. the people of earth now is creating this mastermind about wanting better things. They're still kind of confused and keep voting for the corrupt band of thieves in government, but they want better things. And that force of that thought is becoming stronger than the belief in the thieves. Yes, yes. So I think what is going to happen here that they're, the global society will change according to this the mastermind of everybody and we're doing our part on that on sundays and they we're not just the only one there's a lot of groups church groups and people that is praying for things and when you're sitting in a church in prayer for one specific thing you create a mastermind Yes. And that is when two or more minds are united in harmony, they create a third mind, which has the potential mind power of the two or more of them multiplied by each other. So if a thousand people get together and think about one specific thing and give intention to it, vivid, colorful images, put emotion in it and love it into existence. Now you got the mind power of a million minds and that is powerful. Yeah, 
hell yeah, man. It makes me almost wonder what would happen if uh, you infused... I mean, I, I don't know what the answer is to this, and we haven't necessarily gone into all the specifics of the machine individually with you yet, but is there a world to mixed group mind with Stephen Gibbs' device? What would happen? I have no idea. <laughs> is that too risky, we think? <laughs> I don't know. I mean... Uh, if if everybody in a mastermind had a device like that strapped on, I, that's a totally new thought. I have never given it any energy, and I, amazing things could happen. Yeah. Well, I want to know more about the amazing things that you've had. Okay, so you're, you, you've gone six months into the future. Can you explain more? Because I think this is where I, I my confusion of what the device does is. Does that mean that it's just you as you are actually there? Are you, I mean, you said you were walking through, but is it like an astral you? Could you bump into yourself in the future? Like, what are the parameters of this specific well, time travel? Every time that I have made it work, I've been by myself. Mm -hmm. I have had other people around. We, we did some experiments with that back in Omaha when we had other people around and nothing happened because I think uh, there's too much mental interference. Yeah. And the s same thing when BBC television came over and did a TV documentary with Michio Kaku and Green and myself. And uh, they, they, we went down to New Orleans and they created that documentary and I demonstrated the device in the hotel room. And they took that back to BBC and they, they showed that to a billion people around the world in every, every corner of the world I was English speaking. And I, I know they were expecting things to happen, but there was about eight people in the room with cameras yeah. focused on me and nothing happened and that i didn't really expect that but i think they did right yeah so uh, but uh, not all of the things that i've seen in the past have happened because i've learned a lot about how time travel works and how existence work and that is that there's more than one timeline and we are in more of, than one of them when i was back in uh, doing the TV shows in Tucson, um, hosting and producing two TV shows for six years. I, uh, well, what we did most of was exposing government corruption. Hmm. That's where my mind was. The damn government, you know. And that doesn't solve anything necessarily. You educate a lot of people, but it really didn't do all that much. And what I also found is that uh, we can change our reality by the way we think. So now, if I had an occurrence where I totally switched, I forgot about all the government corruption and all the stuff that goes with it, and I turned into a spiritual path, now I created a new timeline for myself where all that stuff that happens in that other timeline does not show up in my timeline. Hmm. Because I have good things in it because I put it there. 
I thought it into existence, placed it into the quantum existence. It's sitting there as potentials for creation, physical creations later. All I have to do is to go there and bring it home. And there's still a physical process of making it show up in your life. So it's not that you snap your finger and it is right there. Even though that may be possible, I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So are we then, I mean, let's say, so, so uh, say I want to visit 2070. Um is it, am I am I actually going to be there exploring the planet? How long do I get to stay there? Like what? Do you, how? Uh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a little lost there. I want you to kind of paint the picture more for me. I um, there is something. There's a safety valve in the universe. Hmm. That safety valve is that if you go to a place where you no longer want to be, you can quickly think yourself out of there and the same thing with astral travel if you go to a place where you feel fear you snap back in the body that's your safety valve yeah and here is the same thing and if you find yourself in danger out there and you feel the fear you can come back Oh, you will come back. Most likely, uh, I think there's that safety valve did not work for that young man that disappeared. Yeah, because it may have been because he didn't have the device anymore, and he did not believe that it could happen without the device. And I don't know. That's just my thought. Yeah. So then you're. Uh, let me go back to the six months in the future where you're you're looking at the newspaper. You see you're there. Do you spend a lot of time there or do you immediately go, okay, I'm ready to go home. And then boom, you're back where you are. The thing's wrapped around you. Like, like how does that, how did the transition in and out of where you are work in your experience with this? It's just like anything else. You walk down the street, you look at something and you read a little bit and then you just walk on and do something different. And uh, now time travel devices in the future are a little more accurate and more dependable. Oh, tell the me about that. The reason I'm saying that is because uh, it will be recognized. In a few years from now, it will be recognized that time travel is possible, but it will be made illegal for people to engage in it. China has just passed a law <coughs> two years ago that makes time travel illegal. Yeah, what? Why? Yeah. <laughs> Why would they do that if everybody knows it's not possible? Yeah, that is super strange. Yeah. Makes no sense. And the, the reason I'm saying that time travel devices in the future is more accurate is because there is an incident where there is a guy named Andrew Carlsen. He was in New York. He was uh, playing the stock market. And he started out with $800. In about a couple of weeks, he accumulated $350 million from that. 
And the regulators, they started looking at this and said, wait a minute, that's not possible. So they came and arrested him for insider's trading. He was hauled in front of, in the court in front of the judge, and the judge said, who helped you? And I said, nobody, I just, I just knew what was going to happen because I'm a time traveler from oh my gosh. 2253 or something like that, I think it was. And the judge, of course, you know, uh, if it wasn't for his ears, his smile would probably go all the way around. He didn't believe a word of that. So he threw him in jail. And uh, the, the guy, he explained that I watched the history of the companies that made phenomenal gains in the stock market. And I went back in time and played those companies. And of course, that didn't go over too well in the courtroom. So they put him in jail and they put a million dollar bail on him. Oh, wow. I think within a day or two, a guy came in with cash and paid off the bail and they both left and they have never been seen since. What? The thing about this guy, Andrew Carlstein, is that when they checked him out, he had, he did not exist. He had no social security number, no driver's license, no uh, licenses whatsoever. He did not exist in any public record anywhere. That's pretty impossible. No birth, <laughs> birth records, no nothing. They run him through all kinds of different computers and they couldn't find him. Wow. And, uh, so if you want to um, check him out, you could do that. I think it was, I think I wrote down, uh, he is in, um, uh, I think it was 2003. Uh, Andrew, uh, Google, Andrew Carlsen, Time Traveler, and you can read the whole story. Now, some people say that, oh, this was all made up. Yeah, right. I did a little more digging, and uh, I found out that uh, there's a police record. You can oh. read about it. You can read about it. And uh, he was uh, put in jail in Rikers, uh, Rikers Island in New York. So you can check on it. There is a police record. I've I've never heard that one before. That is, yeah. wow, there's a lot out there. A lot of interesting uh, stuff about this guy. A lot of, yeah, you can definitely read about him. Um Holy moly. I mean, I've heard similar stories about, uh, wasn't there a story about, well, I mean, there was a legend of a story in, about a guy in Japan, maybe, and they went to the top of the hotel room, and then they opened yep. the door, and he was gone. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's there, there are all these stories uh, about this stuff. I, I'm curious what the difference is. I mean, do you think it is versions of the Stephen Gibbs device made into a machine is your is it different technology that we don't know about that these time machines are going to become i mean what is what is your intel telling you about where the time travel of the future these machines are actually going to be uh created from the source yeah i i think they're perfecting it they probably already have but we just don't know about it yeah. I think they're perfecting it so it becomes very accurate. And uh, you can find details like uh, Andrew Carlsen did. And uh, 
the guy in Japan, he uh, he had a passport from a country that doesn't exist. Right. And, you know, yeah, and that you know sends up flags, and uh, <laughs> and uh, he uh, is from he was from a country that is modern day now, Andorra in Europe. And uh, he had no machinery with him. He was very confused. Why don't you understand? He did not know he was a time traveler at the time they he showed up at the airport. Oh wow. Yeah. So. Uh, Anyway, uh, if you want to look at the machine, I could... Uh, yeah, let's do it. Let, yeah. let's, this crowd is ready to see this device. I, 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 I'd love to see it. Okay. I will... Uh, there, I'm going to show you the components in, in different... Because it's a little bulky. Here is an electromagnet. That mm. is, is plugged into the black box you're going to see later on. This electromagnet is um, very strong. And uh, I would recommend for anybody that has one of these, don't even put it close to the, to the computer screen because it will go blank on you and you never will be able to re recover it. Oh, wow. And you put that against your solar plexus, right where the sternum is, uh, I was, was told. And then you hold it there as you go into the meditative state because now you have an electric circuit. It's plugged in the wall coming into the black box, you're going to see. <clears throat> and then it goes from there through the time coil and into this uh, electromagnet. Wow. Now let me show you the rest. I get to get one of these. I really do. Look, yeah, this is awesome. What is this? <laughs> and here is this is the time coil that goes around your head right here, right where the uh, the third eye would be. Yeah. And you put that on, and uh, there's no big secrets about that one. Here is the black box. Oh, there we go. Now, there is a well here, which is not really used for anything in, in regard to time travel. This is can also be used as a radionic computer. You can take somebody's blood sample or hair sample, put it in the well and tune it, and you can heal them at a distance. So he built that one into it also. Here is the on and off button. Hmm. When you turn, well, you plug it in the wall. There's a cord here. And plug it in the wall, turn it on, and then you turn on the, the sticker plate down here and the time coil. Wow. Now you got two knobs here. <clears throat> you will have to fine-tune the device to your frequency the combination of all parts of your body has a resultant frequency now 
the liver have one frequency, heart have another frequency, but at all the parts of your body together it shows up as one frequency and that's the one you want to tune to because yeah. you want you want the whole body to go. Don't leave the liver behind, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so I, I'm just joking about that. That wouldn't happen. But uh, then you start tuning then turn the knob just a little bit and you rub the sticker plate. This is just like a radionic computer. Would you rub the sticker plate until your fingers stick? That's where you want to keep the tuning. If you turn it a little bit, rub. If it doesn't stick, you turn a little more, rub it. Don't stick, turn a little more. Keep turning it until your fingers stick and it will stick. Wow. Then you turn the other one until it sticks. Now you have tuned it to your your body's and mind's frequency. Now hold the magnet at your solar plexus. Sit there with a time coil around here. Go into meditation and wait. If anything happens, you will know it. Yeah. If anything doesn't happen, yeah, I guess you'll know that too. <laughs> right. So this is what it looks like and it is this thick. Oh, what's it say here? Yeah, there we go. Here, here are the plugs for the the different things that you plug into it, like the time coil and and the electromagnet. Do you, I mean, this is a remarkable thing. Thank you for showing us. This is such a such a cool contraption. Yeah. I mean, I'm sitting here going, Augie, I don't know. I, I, it's such a broad question, though. I wonder if you have an explanation for it. <laughs> um, I expl I now know literally what buttons you press. I now know the procedure for getting it started. For somebody that is just going, yeah, but how does it work? <laughs> how does it actually, what is it tuning into? Is it projecting your consciousness? Like, do you have an explanation for telling someone, hey, this is how this device causes you to experience time travel of all things? Well, that's something that is easier to understand by someone that has studied quantum mechanics a little bit. So they have a full understanding that everything and everybody is connected. Also, that uh, the, the superposition, that's a concept within quantum mechanics where everything you have thought, seen, visualized, imagined, and intended for creates a bubble of consciousness that is placed into the quantum as a memory bubble. Anytime you go back and think about the same thing, you attach that bubble. Right. And you can bring that bubble home and you, it can strengthen what you're thinking about to create physical creations around you. Yeah. Now, we do the same thing here. You 
before you even lift this thing up, you decide where do I want to go? What do I want to see? Now that is creative. And this machine helped you to go into the quantum and retrieve this and create that path for you. Hmm. Now the, it gets complicated. Of course. But this is my understanding of it. And remember now, this is my interpretation of what's happening. I've studied quantum mechanics quite a bit and I understand how it could be. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is that way. There may be shortcuts where the machine does it on its own. Hmm. I, I don't know. Do you think Stephen Gibbs knew? I don't know. Interesting. He wasn't, he wasn't into quantum mechanics. He His his helper were angels and <laughs> right. people, people like that. Well, this is why we got to get this panel together, because I'm curious. I'm sure people have different pieces of this. Um but no, this is a cool device. One of the other thoughts that came to me, and and I know I don't want this to necessarily go down this rabbit hole because I'm sure you have thoughts on the broader implications of this, but like to me it makes sense that the technology would be getting better in this AI revolution because we have these smart beds that are adjusting body levels, that are measuring these things. I imagine people could build or they already have a version of that device that is automatically adjusting the knobs for you based on yes. where you are so you don't have to do that anymore and once that happens well i mean that that, that just takes it to a whole nother level yeah because there are radionic computers right now that is totally automatic yes and i used to have a mark 12 radionic computer there was some i forget how many knobs it was about i don't know 28 32 or something knobs on it which you had to if you tune them all that thing was very effective hmm. but uh, that one was built by copen labs in england and if you are gonna consider getting a radionic computer they are the best what do but you do with the radiotic computer? Uh, you can, uh, one of the things we did was we created vitamin C out of just regular water. What? We put vitamin C in the well on the computer. Yeah. Put, put a glass on the table next to it. <clears throat> and we transferred the vitamin C to the glass. So, and we, we had it tested. Because uh, we, the, there was uh, distilled either, I don't know, it may have been reversed osmosis water, but I think it was distilled water in the glass. And then we put vitamin C in the well, transferred that to the glass, and then we had the glass tested and it came back, came back as vitamin c water wow so technically we didn't have to buy vitamins anymore <laughs> but another thing you can do is that you can heal people at a distance we were able to knock out somebody's cold in a matter of hours and uh, back pains and things uh, we we tried and uh, it worked but 
but it didn't work all the time. Yeah. There were times when we couldn't get anything done. Well, and, and this is, I mean, look, this is the, it's the age of testing, I mean, with quantum computers, imagine yeah. combining a quantum computer with the radionics machine, I could, I mean, that maybe that is the free energy that people have been talking about, but I also, you know, I also know that there's kind of a danger with the AI side of things, too, of like, well, what if it, what if it's not, what if it's dark power that emerges as a result of all these machines and the algorithm like where could it create free energy and and these resources and where could it go wrong uh i don't know if you have thoughts on that briefly it could be a whole nother three hours but um to me i i I definitely think it could take steve gibbs work and, and bring it to you know as i said a revolutionary place yeah and uh both the dark side and the light is a potential That's sitting true. sitting right in that quantum computer yeah it there um there is a a danger that n- must not be overlooked because there are civilizations in space on planets where there were humanoids and they started creating robots Mm-hmm. And the robots did away with the humanoids, so now all inhabitants of that planet are robotic. Oh no. So um, the question is are we going to be one of those? We will if they don't curtail the capabilities of the robotic creations that they do right now. If robots ever get to the point where they have access to resources and figure out how to repair themselves without human help. We're done for. Oh, God. <laughs> ay, ay, ay. I know, I wish people poured billions of dollars into this device and not necessarily how to code software without thinking about it you know it would be such a feels like a better use of resources because this device at the very least is also about developing the mind and i know that's kind of the greatest weapon that a lot of the elites fear that we have if we could develop our minds to the same level you could develop a chat bot well then that means we have power and their agenda is no longer relevant and i know you You work on that. Yeah, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, but you know, you can't do that. There's no no money in it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. It's much more profitable to send about 150 billions over to a country in the Eastern Europe so they can get about 75 billion in kickbacks. And now, of course, they're going to send it to some other country in the Middle East much more profitable because you know you get the kickbacks it goes right into their uh, political re-election campaign where all and everything disappears yeah oh man there's a lot more here um no this has been a very interesting conversation i i i very much appreciate you coming on it it is definitely opened my mind you know two things i thought of before we go i want to i want to get back to the power of the mind for a second um some people I've heard talk about meditating on geographic, sacred geometry 
as a way of going to the astral plane. Um, and I've even heard people call that Merkaba, uh, Merkab, they, they, they call it a time travel device. Um, would that, do you think that would either, I'm curious if, if you've ever played with that with this machine and what would happen then? Cause that to me is like time travel to the 10th degree. If you had the Merkab in your mind and that active. I mean, that to me seems very dangerous or very, it could work. Yeah, there are uh, people talking about that and the people have been doing it. And I, uh, I have uh, something here that may be of interest to some people. <clears throat> if they want to write down a website, I can tell you how you can get some of the sigils oh. that may be able to do things like that. Yeah. And the the website is ourspirit.com. There are some of the sigils that I have I give these away and I just got you can go to their website, you can download this, put it uh, on a paper where you can have peel-offs and then put it on everything around you and meditate on it. This particular one will interact Put your finger in the middle of it, hmm. like, like this. Uh, left finger, by the way, left left index finger, and uh, go into a meditative state and visualize what you want to happen. This one has been proven to be effective by the people that have the website. Yeah, very. Well, anyway. Very cool. Final question for you before we go. Um, you know, you've been talking about this for so long. You've been going on these different shows. What do you think for people that don't necessarily have access to this device or, um, you know, don't, don't aren't necessarily sure about how it could work for time travel? Is there anything you want people to walk away with now that they know a little bit more that this that experiences like this are possible and that this technology had been developed. What it, what would be your thing for people to, to hold on to in all of this? Well, uh, I would say, first of all, uh, Stephen Gibbs, uh, wherever he went after he dropped the body, I'm sure he's not making these anymore. So uh, they're hard to get a hold of. Unless, like you said before the show, that you have seen them. On, I've seen them on uh, eBay. Yeah. eBay. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe you can find one, but there you don't need a device. In this book, the second to the last chapter, I think it is, I explain how you can do it by consciousness. Spiritual science, higher conscious thinking, and how to access the universal consciousness. There's a whole chapter in there on time travel. And I sh uh, talk about how to do it and how to guard yourself so nothing negative is going to happen to you and uh, besides that it uh, it talks about how to create your future and how to create a new timeline so if you have things in your timeline right now you don't like it at all create a new one yes where all this crap that you have here goes away there is simple ways to do that in fact, I also talk about how you can go back and repair the past. If there are things that happen in the past, it's really very simple. You can go back and alter the past. 
Now you don't alter this timeline because this timeline is based on energy. Energy does not go away. It will stay, it will be there. But when you go back before something happened that you didn't like in the past, then you can create a new timeline and bypass it. So there, I explain how to straighten out the life that you don't like and create a new one that is setting up a new timeline with good things in it. Wonderful. Augie, hey, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been awesome. Uh, everybody check out Augie Knows Book spiritual science we'll link to it as well as you can catch them on broadcast team alpha and we've linked to that uh it's a youtube channel and uh, he broadcasts on facebook and uh great stuff happening there as well as you're i mean you you've got a lot going on you've got the regular mastermind sessions uh with hypnotherapist nori love really uh talking about the stuff we've done earlier on the show where you were talking about bringing consciousness together in a way that makes an impact on the world. I mean, it's, uh, I, I've always appreciated you being so generous with your time and wealth of knowledge. And, uh, yeah, this was, this was a great, great, uh, I would say introductions to the legacy of Stephen Gibbs and time travel. Yeah, so, yeah. uh, yeah. Thank you. Thank I, you so much I, for coming I, on. One more thing, I got I, what you just said here. I got to elaborate on, and that is Nori Love. She's a hypnotherapist, and she. Uh, I've been doing hypnosis for over fifty years, but I've never seen anybody do what she does. She puts somebody under hypnosis, take them forward in time, to meet themselves, to have a discussion with themselves and have maybe advice from their future self about what to do now to make things work better. Because likelihood is that you are a little more advanced in your thinking in the future, more spiritual, and maybe you know what could have gone wrong now. So you can come back and say, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do it the other way that did work. Yes. So yeah. check Check with Nori Love on that one because uh, she she's doing something really interesting here. That's very cool. And you can imagine, I mean, if that's what she's doing, you put your mind and hers together. Um, you know, the conversations that you have on Broadcast Team Alpha are always just uh, riveting and, and both perspectives add so much. So, uh, Augie, hey, again, thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for doing what you're doing. And, uh, yeah, I, I definitely look forward to doing that panel um, at some point in the future and, and having you on again. Augie Nost, check him out. Broadcast Team Alpha. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Uh, if you also want to see what this looks like, our YouTube handle is at Open Loops. That's right. At Open Loops to find this episode. It's in the live section on YouTube. You can see what it looks like for yourself. Though, from what I understand, these type of things aren't that far away from us. I mean, I once heard there's this guy named Steve, another guy, who also was very invested in creating things that could move your consciousness to other places, distort time, vanish you away, all while sitting at the comfort of the same dining table. Make sure you get the new iOS update. 
Happy Thanksgiving.